Kung Fu Heroes! What's waiting for you at the Eight Castles? Monsterland is full of thrills and mysteries! Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. And I'm Sam. Could games today get away with such generic names as Kung Fu Heroes? Hmm, I'm trying to think of one. Like, there's got to be some popular game right now that's a generic name. Hitman. Hitman, I've been playing Golf Story. Okay, you know, this is those are both great uh, examples, and I didn't expect that, so my whole argument <laughs> is flawed. Kingdom Hearts 3.5. Well, I just meant, like, you know, usually it's like, you, you know, your game is related to something in the story element, or it sounds really cool. I don't know, Kung Fu Heroes to me just sounds like the most basic, you know, arcade game I could imagine, but I, then Sean reminded me last episode that there's just a game called Kung Fu. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm sure in the Atari 2600 days, there was just... Kung. Kung? Nice. Yeah, like no foob. Yeah, just Kung. Yeah, Kung. <laughs> it feels weird to say it like that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, does. <laughs> it's, it's the same thing, though. It's the same thing. Like, Kung Fu, normal. Kung is like, I don't know, that's strange. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the main characters in this game are named Jackie and Lee. Obviously a reference to Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee. Uh, did you guys catch that Easter egg? <laughs> I, you know what? I didn't. I, <laughs> I didn't either. I mean, now it's very obvious. But I, I just I, didn't see their names. I just don't remember noticing their names. Read the manual, Joe. I know. He caught me. And, uh, yeah, this game is, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, what do you describe it as? A brawler or a arcade game or an action game? Like, what, what are we saying here about this game? What genre are we placing Kung Fu Heroes in? It's like a, it's sort of what you just said. It's like an arcade brawler, like, you know, dev- devolved several steps. Uh, it, it sort of feels like a brawler, but a lot of the mechanics are very arcadey. And I guess it makes sense because it's like pr- pretty much just an arcade port. Yeah, and each stage is just, like, one screen. You're not, like, traversing through anything. It's, like, level 1-1 is the just one singular screen where enemies just kind of spawn on, and it's your job to beat them up with the powers of Kung Fu. Well, what's the definition of, like, a beat-em-up? Like, what are the parameters? Like, do you have to be scrolling, side-scrolling? or or Because you are kind of moving through an environment, even though it is just, like, level-to-level and beating up everyone on the screen. Yeah, I guess that's the, that's the point, I guess, that I'm asking, too. But you're right, Joe. Like, do you actually have to be traversing? Does there have to be some kind of, like, small element of platforming for it to be a beat-em-up? I don't really know. I, I you know, because, you know, a run-and-gun, right, is that able to also just be on, like, a single screen where you just shoot at other things? Like, is is uh, Asteroids technically the world's first run-and-gun because you're just a, a spaceship with a uh, cannon that shoots at Asteroids? I don't think so. So I don't think uh, Kung Fu Heroes gets the brawler or beat-em-up title here. I think do, you R- have to, do you have to play a role if you're playing an RPG, or do you just need <laughs> stats and level-ups? Like, it, it's yeah, a lot of, of these are fuzzy. 
Yeah, I, I, I say that facetiously, but like, I think we can call it whatever we want to call it if it's at least sort of tangentially accurate. <laughs> I feel like arcadey, but oh, but there's levels too, and it has like an overworld kind of view. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. So let's let's break it down here. In Kung Fu Heroes, each level is a room where you fight a group of enemies. Uh, the enemies change depending on uh, the level you're in, and if you defeat enough of these enemies. A door will open, and you can move on to the very next room. Any uh, disagreements with that? Terrible. <laughs> That's a good that deal. Sounds, I disagree. This is the most boring way to describe <laughs> a video game. The door but, will open, and you can move to the next room. <laughs> but essentially, at the end of the day, Sean, are you really doing anything other than walking around a room, punching people in the face, and then when finally you've punched enough people in the face, the game says, we will allow you into the next level if you would like to go. If you'd like to score some more points, yeah. hang out and beat up some more stuff. No, you're absolutely right. I just wanted to point that out. And am I going crazy, or are there, like, Super Mario sounds all over yeah. this game? Like, what yeah. is going on here? Yeah, there's Super Mario, and also, I think, just Kung Fu, like, from the original Kung Fu game on the NES. Is this just an asset flip? Are we playing, like, <laughs> a are we playing like a, a knockoff game right now? Well, the weird thing is, is this was made by a, a studio called Culture Brain, so they wouldn't even be able to, like, get Nintendo's assets or... Um, or Kung Fu's assets, since that game was like, you know, had some kind of partnership with Nintendo into it. Uh, it just seems very strange that they would have the exact sounds uh, of Super Mario. Um, and even like, you know, you shoot fireballs as a, as a particular power-up. That power bounce, up, yeah. that bounce right. Eight, um, what, there's eight, eight like, castles? Right. Castles. Yeah. yeah. You're absolutely right, uh, Sam. Another, another power-up there. mind right now. Damn. There's just a lot going on here, but it's not Super Mario Brothers. It's not a platformer. It's barely anything resembling Super Mario Brothers. And then there's just these sounds that are just like, (laughs) I know that I'm hearing Super Mario. But I guess it wouldn't be, Sam, maybe you could go in uh, detail here for a second. But would it be, um, like, really hard to recreate those sounds? Or would it just be, like, because of the limits of the NES sound chip, it it, it could be possible that they could accidentally make a similar sound? This is kind of what I think. I think that it's that the sound designer was lazy and copied the the sounds. I, I don't think that I, I think it was intentional because there's too many like the one up sound is in it. It doesn't happen when you get the one up, which is also in it. But it, to me it feels like they're definitely copying assets from like recreating, I mean, assets. Yeah. And I, I don't think that would be too difficult to do after just listening to a couple Mario sounds. Like, oh, yeah, no, 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 no. Okay, that's going up, you know? Um, do you think we're at a point in time where, like, they might have they might have just intentionally done that to just, like, evoke people to nostalgia? think about a game they love? Not even nostalgia, but just like, oh, <laughs> I love that game. I must love this game, too, because it's got yeah, the same Yeah, it's definitely subliminal. Yeah. I think it's either that or it was just whoever was making the sound was like, I don't know what a sound is when you hit something and gain a point. So maybe I'll just maybe it's a, a coin sound. Like I'll just do the coin sound from Mario. That sounds that sounds right. You know, I feel like it was just kind of I don't know if laziness is the right word, but just like not being very original. They heard it, yeah. they liked it, and they were like, let's go with that, because mm-hmm. they saw the fireball power-up, and they're like, I like that too, let's use that. And then they mm-hmm. saw the warp rooms, and they were like, yeah, let's have some of those too. Like, there are <laughs> warp rooms in this game. 
um, that are terribly easy to find. I found one in the second level that brought me all the way to like the third castle immediately. Oh wow! I did but I didn't not. even I didn't do anything. I literally just punched a block, and <laughs> it was like a staircase. So I was like, all right, I went inside and it warped me to world three one. Wow. Yeah, I I I did like that there were you know secret areas, uh, uh, but that's like it, it's sort of like a it's just another trope at this point. But uh, I did not I did not come across that one. I did come across them pretty often though. Yeah, but they're also like they're secret at first. It's like cool to find one, but for a while, I mean, usually there's like there's like between five and and eight bricks on the screen or like rocks or or things, and you just know. There's stuff hidden under all those, so just go punch them all. And like when there's a hidden yeah. level, it's under one of those, so like you'll probably find it. And maybe if the uh, bonus stages or whatever we want to call them were more, uh, more not interactive, but like at least more engaging, I'd want to use them. But I'd prefer to play uh, the game than just collecting apples and balls of e, um, and while dodging like <laughs> one line of bullets. Uh, so I didn't really like after the first couple. I was like, "Thank you, but no, thank you." Yeah, it seems like you mostly get points from those bonus levels, and we're just not points people on this podcast. So like, <laughs> I didn't have much incentive to go there. Like, I, if they gave me like extra lives or or some like, I mean, maybe it does give you power ups. I didn't get any power ups from any of the bonus levels, but if it gave me like really cool power ups, I'd be like, "Oh, I'd want to go to the bonus level." Yeah, you get yeah. extra lives, which I guess is a good incentive uh, other right. than scoring points. But yeah, it, it's just it, there's not enough happening in that bonus stage to make it any more exciting uh, than, than a normal stage. So if you're not in it for the points, you're really just not in it. All right, so uh, let's just break down like a single level in this game, and this way we can we can talk about what we liked and we didn't like. So... You know, in any level, uh, there is usually, like, some bodies of water painted around the screen so that you have to avoid those. You can't swim. Um, you have, uh, let's say those are the hazards of the stage. Then you have these blocks. As Joe mentioned, there's usually, like, five or six. So it's not even, like, uh, you know, like a Bomberman problem where it's like, oh, my God, there's so much of this stuff. Which ones do I blow up? It's like, I could probably have enough time to beat up every single block on the stage. There's the enemies, which are just randomly spawning, uh, and they'll continue to spawn. So um, there's a set limit before the doors will unlock, but it's not like you have to clear out all the enemies in a particular stage. You can pick and choose your enemies. And then there, inside those blocks is like a bunch of different uh, power-ups or um, collectibles and point-scoring things. And you you can punch people in the face, and you can do this really cool, like, Forward front flip kick thing. Moon um, kick. I think they moon call kick, it. yeah, yeah. Or, sure. Um, <laughs> didn't really feel like that, but yeah, I gotcha. Um, and that's like, that's it, right? That's the game. Am I missing any element of a particular level? No, it's a very simple game. I mean, there's there are some like more like uber enemies that I guess you could call bosses that like some of them just go away on their own, uh, which is weird, but um, the. It's a very simple game, but uh, I think that it has enough like variety, at least in its enemy design, to say that there's some value to it. Um, it's not like the kind of game that tougher enemies just take more hits. Um, these enemies, you need different uh, need different strategies of dealing with them. 
Like you'll need to either hit them at a certain point in their cycle or only a certain move will hurt them. Um, and they can only hurt you in certain ways. Uh, so I did appreciate that. Um, so it, that sort of balances out like the super simple gameplay with a couple more like hitches in the road in terms of like how you deal with uh, your enemies. I do- yeah, there are a couple enemies that like you have to you have to punch bricks into at least I, as far as I know the only way I can figure out how to kill them is like punch some of the bricks into them which was like a cool puzzle solving point for me because like there were a couple times where uh, I couldn't get to the next room because I couldn't kill enough enemies all the enemies left on the screen I couldn't kill so like I had to like run around and try and figure You're out talking about how like to the even... buffalo headmen yeah, yeah yeah is there another way to kill those guys other than pushing the the bricks I into think them? you hit them in the back which I couldn't do for the life of me but, oh okay I didn't yeah. know that. In the manual, it says, these are called Bison Commandos, and it says, they are the strongest of all the enemies you will encounter. There is no way to successfully attack them. And then on the next, <laughs> on the next like, page, it says, like, uh, counter their attack, pretty much. But, I don't know. It, it's goofy. That's a uh, bad manual. <laughs> yeah, there's no way to attack them. Like, so you lose the game. Just say that in the manual. You're done. Yeah. <laughs> What's funny is, though, Sean, is that, uh, remember, I was talking about the warp room. Uh, the one that you find in the second stage warps you to a room that is just filled with uh, bison commandos only. And I think that's mm-hmm. really funny as, like, a punishment of, like, you can't do anything to these guys normally, you know, to, like, kill them. So you're just yeah. stuck in a room with all of them and... Um, you know, for me, it seemed like, you know, trying everything in the room, I was able to kill, like, one every so often. And eventually, Randomly. I was able, yeah, yeah, I was able to, like, leave the room somehow. But uh, these guys are, are really strong and also capable of doing their own, like, moon kicks, if we're to believe uh, Sam's yeah. terminology. So they, these guys are pretty uh, darn strong. And I think it's weird that the manual refers to them as the strongest of all the enemies you will encounter because what about the you know like what about the bosses and the other things in this game like it's just so early to introduce the strongest yeah. enemy in the game like yeah i i think that they they needed a bit more uh uh like teaching through just doing because i wouldn't have known i mean i basically in the entire time that i played the game i was only killing these guys by accident um but if they had a little bit of like the, the tutorialization um that games have started to sort of uh, have started to use to, to teach the, the player how to play as they're playing, uh, that, that would be a little bit more, uh, it would feel better that I'm playing the game when I know like how to, how to kill these guys, at least in, in theory. Uh, that, that definitely just didn't, it doesn't feel good. Also, I feel like the, the hitboxes in general are pretty janky. And, I mean, even the the first enemy variant, let's say, is not just a guy who goes around punching, who are those guys that look like the normal guys, but they also do the, the kicks, which are called moon salt kicks, like somersault. Mm. Uh, I just looked it up. Um, <laughs> those guys, I feel like I would, especially if I'm coming at them sideways, if I land on them, I feel like every third time it wouldn't count as me landing on them and they would just punch me and then I'd die. But if they land on me, it's like a it's like a knockout. I don't know. I feel like there's some weird 
there's some janky uh, janky hitboxes. Did you guys feel like that? Oh, yeah. All? It's got That's weird hitboxes. It's got weird movement. Like, you kind of, like, move in these weird, uh, like, they're, like, little segments of, of movement. Like, you can't just sort of sidestep a little bit. You're always going to move, like, a square over, but it's still sort of counts your hitbox as moving with you instead of like square by square. So it, 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 at least that's the only way that I can explain it. It really just feels off. Like, I guess what you just said, I'm just agreeing with you. <laughs> yeah. He's also like, he's kind of a wide sprite and he, he punches with just his right hand. I think he's always just punching with one hand. So like, it's weird because it's, your attack doesn't come from like the center, not that it needs to. But then, like sometimes you're very clearly like your right hand is right on top of the person, but because that person is too far to your right, like it's not like I've noticed that like I I hit people more often if it's centered, even if my fist doesn't actually hit them. But like if my fist clearly hits them, but I'm like too far to the right, it'll just be like, oh nah, you're too far to the right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it was just like no, weird I, I things like that there. where it was like I'm not even explaining it right, but it just didn't. It just didn't work based on like what your eye saw. The fist is really funny too. It's it's just like this whole like detachment of your body. It's gigantic and it just <laughs> yeah. comes out in yeah. front of you. But somehow, even though it's so big and it's in front of you, I think part of the jankiness that Sam was describing is like, I feel like, oh, come on, didn't I make contact with that guy? But like you don't, and it's like this this fist is so yeah. big. How could I have missed I know. him? But I'm always like an I'm always like a pixel off. I also appreciated that. Uh, the enemies there are some enemies that won't really do any damage to you but they'll like inflict a certain status effect like um this mostly just paralyzation uh there was the ones that i guess they're coffins but i just saw like speakers like, they look like big speakers i saw like uh, beefy books yeah um <laughs> and they'll just sort of latch onto you i guess they're trying to put you in their coffin but i thought it was just like a a big woof uh, subwoofer trying to hug me um, and then there are these weird blue dudes that 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 sort of look like uh, beatniks that will also do something similar. I just appreciate that it wasn't just like always one hit kills. Like you could get into a situation where you're kind of trapped and you have to get out of this this situation before they kill you, but they weren't going to kill you themselves. You know, I know it's been a while since we talked about the manual, but if I, if I may, uh, as confusing and as, like, whatever the manual is, I do like the hand-drawn diagram of, like, w- what happens on any particular stage. Like, I feel like even though I tried to describe everything that could appear, this really simple art piece on the tips on playing the game on page 19 really, like... I would love to see more games approach, like, a diagram-based, like, here's everything you need to know all pointed out on one particular screen. That was very clear and concise, but it also lets you know that there's not much uh, to clear up in this game. You know, like, uh, if, if you if you can describe everything that's going to happen in your game on a particular <laughs> screen, there's probably not a lot to your game. Yeah, I, I didn't know. I, I'm looking at it right now. I didn't know that each uh, rock had something assigned to it. 
Like I figured that it was always just sort of going to be like a random number generator whenever I hit any particular one. Um, oh, I think and, you're reading that wrong though, uh, Sean, because it's it does say it's that's for stage one one. You know, but that like, does say that it's like like for stage one one. That's what's in each rock. Correct. Yes. Right. And I, I actually um, don't know. I just is thought that, that for true? all of them. I. I see the manual saying that, but I swear, because the rocks would reappear, and like I know I'd hit the same rock more than once, and sometimes it would it would move, and other times it would explode, and there'd be something under it, and because I, I was trying yeah, a lot of I times to push the rocks into enemies, and like the one that moved earlier wouldn't move the second time. Huh? Yeah, I don't know. It's really weird. The block thing and making that like the discovery of all like power ups and and collectibles and hidden things like the fact that it's just these blocks that are very obviously different from everything else on your screen and they're non-threatening and all that like the fact that that's the reward system feels strange right it feels like there's these enemies trying to do one thing and you're really just trying to like you know clean up town and uh take care of a bunch of blocks that rocks you know that are like keep appearing and the enemies are more like, uh, hey, you stay out of my way, and I'll just keep collecting this I'll stuff. Stay out of yours. <laughs> right, you know. That also feels very Super Mario to me, where you're just hitting blocks to get power-ups, too. I, mean, I just put that together. I love it. Yeah. yeah. I, no, it's true. We well, could make a whole list. Could, this, this could just be um, a lawsuit for, you know, we could just gather <laughs> up everything here for Nintendo, and I'm sure, you know, 30 years later, they could sue them for this. Yeah, yeah we'll and testify. most of these enemies, you just jump on and they die. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Also, it's a video game. Oh! oh. So is Mario. Whoa. <laughs> and Super it was Mario. an arcade game first, just like Mario. Oh my god. Uh, that, I, that I didn't know. Yeah, the arcade version, um, you didn't know it, because the arcade version was called Chinese Hero. Um... Which, oh, I meant about Super Mario. Oh, okay. Uh, well, Super Mario Brothers didn't come to the arcade first. I just meant like Mario existed yeah. in the arcades before I we came to the... I was kind of kidding, but yeah. Oh, I, cute, cute. Yeah, I'm uh, very cute. If I can go back to Chinese Hero, though, for a second, that uh, was very interesting because now I want to, like, you know, go to the grocery store, buy, like, a big sub, and then just put <laughs> Chinese food on it and have a Chinese Ooh. Hero. Like, I think, oh, I think that could be pretty good. I actually kind of agree with you after the initial disgust of the idea, but no. Yeah, I well, think, don't like, put like lo mein some... on it. You no, know? no, no, no like you get better sow or something. I feel like it'd be better in a burrito if you're gonna mix it up anyway. I feel like the bread oh, is what's wow. gonna take away from it. So like the burrito would be, uh, would mm. be the my taco oh, yeah, bell. They already have the like, chicken is breaded, yeah, like mushu kind of deal. It's like the Taco Bell Panda Express crossover. They, it should happen. Mm. <laughs> General Chow uh, Supreme, yeah. Chinese hero. <laughs> Chinese hero just sounded also like you know how I was saying. Can you get away with a name as generic as Kung Fu Heroes? I feel like Chinese hero was a, a you know a step in the wrong direction. So I'm glad that they went with Kung Fu Heroes as the the final title for the NES version. It's slightly less generic, yes. Yeah, uh, but it could have also just been called Hero before Chinese Hero, just like uh, Kung Fu was just Kung. <laughs> Kung. <laughs> That makes me want to play a game called King Kung Fu. And it's just King Kong, but like he knows Kung Fu. And yeah, King right. Kong Kong. Sounds like you want to play Donkey Kong 64. <laughs> oh, does Donkey Kong do karate? He has like a karate does chop. Does he do karate? He's got an over the head karate chop. I love that. Yeah. All right, this is a Donkey Kong 64 episode now. Hell yeah. Oh, I'm so Which ready. Which means for that. it okay. sucks. Let's do it. 
Oh, how Donkey dare you. Kong 64 is one of the worst N64 games. It's not true. It's, a, it's a great game. I know. There's so many bad N64 games. There's no way. <laughs> uh, all right. Back on Kung Fu Heroes. Did I miss anything? Was there anything that, Joe, in your like book of notes that you wanted to talk about? Uh, well, okay. This is maybe moving on a little bit, but... Uh... But I want to want to talk about multiplayer. Yeah, sorry. I want to <laughs> talk about multiplayer and and the fact that I actually think that this would be this could be a good time in multiplayer. Like it's not going to be great. You still have problems with the um, you still have problems with the hitbox and everything, which is kind of un- unforgivable. But uh, I think going through these levels with with a partner and kind of having that like uh, that like co op experience m- takes this game from like. From like an F to like maybe a a C, D plus maybe, in my eyes. Yeah, I think multiplayer usually is a saving grace for 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 jank games. Uh, I I haven't played the multiplayer on this, but I'm willing to try it out if you guys are. Yeah, I mean I haven't played it either, but I feel like it's just it it's designed for that like camaraderie of like you know you can you can maybe be like oh, I'll take this guy out like watch out for that guy over there and I don't know I guess I'm just describing what it's like to play a game together play but. a game with somebody <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know you really think this is the game to be like ah right, <laughs> well, let's no. finally do multiplayer absolutely, like absolutely not but I but I'm saying that we are very negative on this game rightfully so but I think that it's it's a little less negative for me if I were playing multiplayer I'm assuming sure I just think it's like the multiplayer adds the element of like yeah we can get through this quicker <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that. I mean, I don't know. We've, I, I know we have been pretty negative about this game. I, until I ran into the Bison Bros and really like wasn't sure of how to approach them, I was having fun with the game. Like, I didn't have any illusions that this was a great game, but I, there are a lot of better games that I had less fun with. Um, so, like, I, I don't think that this is a, a trash game, but it's just so simple and uh, has some very glaring flaws that it's hard to, to it's hard to say anything else. So, like, I, I would be down to play this multiplayer is what I mean. Okay. Uh, let it be known. Uh, any listeners, just reach out to Sean. Play he'll with se- me. <laughs> he'll set up the, um, what's that? Me. What's that app? Parallels? Uh, no. No. What's it? What is it? <laughs> Uh, You're like no, I I yeah, will just, not set it up. Yeah, that's a, that's all. <laughs> that's no, I, a no. what it, I do I do forget what it's called. Parsec, Parsec, Parsec. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Parallels is something though, right? That's like Parallels the Windows in your windows, Mac or something. Yeah, it's a Windows <laughs> emulator for the Mac. There you go. So it's all the same thing at the end of the day. Emulation. Yeah. Funulation. King okay. Kong Kong. Yeah, you could say whatever you want now. This is the time in the episode where we just let Sean uh, make one statement. <laughs> Jambalaya. <laughs> there you go. He said it. All right, all right. Uh, moving on, moving on. Uh, the essential games list? Are you saying that right? Are you pronouncing that right? <laughs> okay. Kung Fu Heroes, essential games list. Votes are happening, and they start with Joe. Yeah, so I mean, there's not too much to say about this, but I, I will say we were maybe slightly hard on this game, um, at, like, as Sean was kind of saying before. But it's definitely not an essential game. I mean, I, it it wasn't. Um, I don't know. It, it just didn't even I think function properly. The hitboxes really kind of kind of hurt me specifically. Uh, and also, like, there's a lot of levels, and as much as there is enemy variety, I think the gameplay loop for me gets. 
gets a little stale. I mean, maybe if it was, uh, I don't know, maybe if it wasn't for the hitbox thing, I would, I would not get sick of it as quickly. But uh, not essential. All right, Sam. I, I mean, it's kind of fun. It's kind of interesting. It's, it's also very lame, and it's, it's, it's going in the jank folder for sure with ten yard fight and whatever else is there. I forget. Uh, Chubby Cherub, maybe. Um, oh, there's a lot more than that. Yeah, oh, I know. I'm just thinking of, like the original ones, like the one of the founders of the folder. Um, but yeah, like it's. It's a game. It's it's okay. It, we've played better games. We play worse games, but it's not anything special. I don't think. Fair enough, Sean. I mean, like I said, I had I had fun with the game, but like you know, only in the only in the way that you have fun with anything relatively simple and not too hard, and like it was just kind of mindless. It's it's way too simple to be. Uh, way too simple, and it doesn't have enough ideas to be essential. So I'm going to vote it as such. All no. right. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you for making that very clear. Um, yes. Now, you know, for me, there's not enough for me to consider this uh, on the essential games list. I will say, though, it's interesting to think that, like, there's a game that came out in 1989, and no one should be looking back at it. You know, like, this is <laughs> this is not a game that, like, People have nostalgia for this. Not a game people think about on the reg. I don't know. I'm speaking for people, but like, I can't imagine people are like putting this in their list of like childhood games they grew up with. There's all those games. Like, doesn't matter when you were born or anything like that. The games that you had as a child, you know, you remember the good ones, and you remember those, and you talk about those, and they don't have to be good or bad games. I would just be shocked to see somebody putting like Kung Fu Heroes up there with like, you know, yeah, like. My, when I was a kid and I had the NES, it was awesome. I had Super Mario Brothers, Castlevania, and Kung Fu Heroes. You know, like I just don't see it happening. Like you just would you would opt out to just not say that game. You would just be like, yeah, the NES was awesome. I had Super Mario Brothers and Castlevania, and you would just forget about Kung Fu Heroes. And I'm forgetting about Kung Fu Heroes after this episode. It is not on the Essential Games list. But the Essential Games list will continue. Really? In, yeah. Next next week it will live on, and we will do it again. With another episode, like we always do. We always do an episode every Friday. Uh, I know people are anxiously check at like Thursday at like 11 o'clock at night to see if we posted early. We will never do that. I will never make that mistake. We will always <laughs> post on Friday at 8 a.m. on the dot. I'll do it. Um, Good yeah. job, Mike. I'll just send my audio <laughs> early. Yeah, yeah, so the isolated audio tracks of Sam, which, I mean, like could give you all the insight you need, yeah. you know? Um, his... His audio recordings, usually you can hear everybody else in the background because his headphones are so loud. So why not? Wow, hey. that's, that's a low blow. It's kind of a dig. It's a low blow, but it's also like, you know, it's a little insight into the development process of the show. You know, like that's a little BTS. We use a noise gate. It's okay. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Um, but next week, though, okay, everybody hold on to your marbles because it's Marble Madness next week. <laughs> Don't spill all your marbles out of your fanny pack um, because you're going to need to hold on to them for Marble Madness. Sean, you've been saying Marble Madness for a few years. Do you feel excited that it's coming up? Uh, I usually only say that in my deepest sleep, uh, so I'm never like fully aware when I just start saying Marble Madness, Marble Madness, Marble Madness. Very good, very good. Uh, and I hope that that gets treated soon. <laughs> Someday. I, I hope I have health insurance next year. 
All right. Uh, this and if you would like to, if you would like to, you know, recommend a doctor for Sean where he can get that treated, uh, preferably one where he doesn't need healthcare, obviously. Um, witch doctor. Yeah, if you, if you have a witch doctor for this, or if you have like soaps that he could, you know, like use in the shower Crystals, to get rid of this, yeah. right? Anything like that, heavy gems that he can wear as a necklace. We want to know about that stuff, and we want you to tweet at NostalgiaCast with pictures of really large gems <laughs> and, and soaps. So if you wouldn't mind, ju- maybe just for like, uh, let's just say like the next two days after this episode is published. So you have Saturday and Sunday to uh, send us really heavy gems and soaps to recommend. If you can, if you can cure my schizophrenia, I'll give you one Bitcoin. Now, <laughs> after after Sunday, though... You can still tweet at NostalgiaCast. We would just prefer it be thoughts about this episode and, you know, like, things that we're doing. And if you like the show and how we could improve the show, we're always looking for stuff like that. Remember, the Twitter handle is at NostalgiaCast, uh, not NostalgiaCast. You wouldn't believe how many people actually spelled Nostalgia, Nostalgia, and then tag us. And it's like, that's a little strange. <laughs> anyway, I'm Michael Esposito. You can find me at Esposito Film on Twitter. Get ready for some Marble Madness next week, and uh, be on the lookout for Sam's isolated dialogue track. Welcome to Nostalgia.